listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 261. Killer Lord's here with the one, the only, the guy who gave the dog a frozen Kong filled with treats, so now she's making slurping noise in the background. Uh, John Brownstone. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> slurping or yowling? Yeah, uh, if you hear... <laughs> Some slurpy, gooey, wet noises. <laughs> That's Lola the dog enjoying her treat. So that, yes, hopefully she will not howl in the middle of the episode. <laughs> uh, today, our topic is uh, a pervertible. We're perverting a Ooh, very vanilla thing. I like pervertibles. I know, but we're perverting a concept, an idea, ah, a topic of discussion. Come to the dark side. We have cookies. Right? Business leadership styles. <laughs> yep, yep, we're perverting it because that's what we're talking about as it relates to power exchange. Uh, welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. And if your podcast app of choice does not allow for reviews, Feel free to share an episode you enjoy with your kinky community in your Discord, in your Kick, in your WhatsApp, on your social, wherever, wherever. We like it all. You can follow the show <laughs> on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS and the number one, that's LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. As always, a big shout out. Thank you. And oh, gosh, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. We love you. To our kinky patrons on <laughs> we Patreon. We do. We do. Including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. We couldn't do this weird thing we do on the internet without you. And <laughs> I think it can officially be said we will be starting up many shorter podcast episodes because we've reached our goal. Oh, goodness. Actually, what happened was we reached our goal. We fell below our goal. We reached our goal. We fell below our goal. I believe we're one off from our goal, and I'm just going with it. We're just we're just doing it. Uh -oh. We're just doing it. So in the next couple weeks, uh, you will start getting a second episode into your feed, in your podcast app every week. It will be shorter. Uh, guaranteed. We're not doing... Mini-sode. Yeah. I don't know that I'll call them mini-sodes. Well, I might. But, but that's what they'll be. Okay. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be probably just me. Sometimes it'll be us. Mm -hmm. We'll figure it out. But that's yeah. happening. And that's happening because of our patrons. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. If you would like to join us and help us continue doing this thing we do on the internet, uh, you can find us over at patreon.com slash Lords. That's patreon.com slash Lords, And you can join for as little as $2 a month. Hey, y'all. Um, before we get into this week's episode, you're about to notice an abrupt... Uh, audio quality change. That's because when we um, tried to live stream us recording the episode, as we do every week, we ran into some serious, serious issues with the stream. Uh, we abruptly left our recording area and moved to my desk, which is fine for a Skype or Zoom call, not ideal uh, with the microphone at least, uh, for recording podcasts. So when there is an abrupt change, there's a reason. That's why. Yes, I was very stressed out about it, but we made it through. Hopefully you can, um, I'd say overlook, but you're not using your eyes here. It's all about your ears. Um, hopefully you can f forgive the quality. If you're an OG or you've listened to the entire archive, 
think of it like when we used to record on an old laptop in our bedroom closet. It's like that. Um, but hopefully the uh, information is useful and helpful and we should be back to normal next week. We think we have fixed everything. Okay, y'all, uh, try to enjoy this week's episode. Love y'all. Bye. We are, um, before we get into it, I do have announcements. Hey, podcast listeners, now that you're technically here, you don't know that in the middle of all this, we had to pick up and change to a different location, <laughs> and I am off my game more than usual. Okay, so um, announcements. I just want to say that um, thanks to everybody who, who listened to the show and tell or the describe and tell uh, for the Kinkery's launch of new sticker products. Um, just listening was like, I figured everybody tune out, but many of y'all didn't. So that's cool. And thank you very much to those who have already purchased some stickers. I know that some orders have made their way into happy homes and mm -hmm. it was super exciting to get to send yeah. those out. Um, I'm still learning things about shipping all the time. Uh, and this was no exception. Um, so yeah, it went really well. I'm super excited. I've got to, in the next couple of weeks, I'll start releasing some of the designs I kind of held back and we'll go from there. Um, another thing it's all kinkery all the time right now. Um, <laughs> We're doing a giveaway over at the Kinkery. If you subscribe to the Kinkery newsletter, which only goes out once a month, um, you will be entered in to win a $25 gift card to the Kinkery. Um, and if you're already subscribed, you're already entered to win. I like pull a spreadsheet and I do a random number generator and then I figure out who that person is and I email them with their gift card. Um, and that is running now through April 18th. So if you hear the sound of my voice or watch this video after the day it's live, there's probably still time as long as it's April 18th, 2021. Um, we're going to be doing that periodically. Um, and when you subscribe to the newsletter, you get a 10% off coupon that you can use. So um, the third announcement, this one is primarily for YouTube folk or people who enjoy watching YouTube. Uh, we are moving our monthly hangout live stream. It was supposed to be the third Friday, which is April 16th. We are moving it to this Friday, April 9th. That is because JB is getting his second vaccine shot mm -hmm. on the 16th and we don't know if it'll affect him or not. And right. I didn't feel like doing the live stream by myself. <laughs> <laughs> So it's everything is the same. Starts at 9.30 Eastern, goes until whenever. We talk about everything and nothing. There's no, like, central topic. You come and go as you want and please, and it's great. It's like a virtual lunch. It is kind of like a virtual lunch. Um, but it's just Friday, April 9th. So podcast listeners, when you hear this, it will be the day you're hearing this, the day this episode goes live. Uh, links to that if you are subscribed to our, the Loving BDSM newsletter or um, you listen on podcasts, the links will be in those places. So, But if you're subscribed to YouTube, then hope, hopefully notifications will work, and you'll know when we go there live. You go. There you go. Okay, <laughs> so that is enough of the announcements, I hope. Um, so now we're going to go into all the topics. And actually, we try. I tried to skip ahead and not talk about today's topic and talk about a topic that is adjacent to today's topic. And we both decided we need to talk about today's topic first. Right. Um, and that is... Got to have an order, order to things. I know. We got to act like we're planning things out because we should be. <laughs> um, we're talking about <laughs> leadership styles as they relate to 
power exchange relationships, but we're taking our, um, there's a word, inspiration, that's the word, um, from business advice. So if you have ever had to sit through a management course, a management training, a business training, you have likely heard a lot of this stuff before. Hopefully you'll get a little giggle about out of the fact that we are perverting it for our own (laughs) nefarious purposes. Um, There are different leadership styles in general, the way we relate to people, uh, whether we're leading them or following them, there are different styles to that. And I think a lot of this can translate over into power exchange. Mm -hmm. Um, If you work in a, the kind of business where you're thinking about leadership styles and strategies, you might already think this way or talk about your power exchange this way without, maybe without even knowing it. Um, But if this is kind of a new concept to you, that there are different actual ways of doing this that are legitimate ways of doing this, this might be an interesting way to think of your power exchange. I want to talk about this because I think it's very easy for people to get stuck in thinking that there's one, maybe two ways to be a dominant. I also think that leadership isn't just for dominance. Uh, Anybody on any side of the slash and in any role can be a leader, even Mm -hmm. within a power exchange relationship. I sometimes lead just not in all the ways. Like it gets, there's nuance. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and we have always said, we think of um, your dominance as leadership. Um, And so this works for us. Now, I don't think we're like, I think sort of like we did the attachment styles. We're going to go through these and we're going to talk about them in terms of how business defines them. And then we'll try and talk about how we think it relates to power exchange, but we are not the um, end all be all answer to this. And I think it is up to interpretation. And I think what we want to do is help you start conversations with your partner, with your, in your lunch, with your, you know, your friends who are kinky, um, and get you thinking about this in different ways. So, um, I also think that this is sort of our ongoing thing of, you know, introspection and figuring yourself out because I think knowing your preferred leadership style, or if you're on the other side of the slash, the kind of leadership style you would prefer to work under, be under, Um, can help you either find the right partner or strengthen an existing relationship. It gives you another way to talk about this kind of stuff. And also for for the dominants out there who sometimes get down on themselves, they're not, quote, doing this right, big old air quotes around that, there's no right, as you'll see. Before I get into the rundown, what are you thinking about all of this? Um, I... (laughs) One one of my first thoughts that, that comes to mind in this especially talking about leadership um yeah that that is something that we have often talked about and that's kind of how i i view my dominance um and and one thing i probably mentioned this in the past and it won't hurt to to bring this back up one of the big differences in in being a a big d uh being a leader is it is the difference of being in control and not being controlling. Mm. All right? Those are two very different mm-hmm. different things. And and some people, especially who don't either new to the lifestyle, don't have a, a, a understanding of the lifestyle, um, they can view it very easily as controlling, mm-hmm. which is not really a, a good view of it. Mm-hmm. 
and it's more about being in control, being in control of yourself, being in control of the people under you, the people working for you. Right, and also to the extent that you, anybody can have control of this, the control of the outcome. Right. Like in some of these management styles, um, it's about the strategy and getting to an end goal. And we sure. talk about that all the time. What's the goal of this relationship? Well, the mm -hmm. goal is to, it's sometimes it's short-term goals, you know, to do some fuckery. And sometimes it's long-term goals is to be happy together and to <laughs> have a fulfilling life. Um, and it's about navigating that. And I think when I think of dominance, mm -hmm. big D dominance, um, and I think of, you know, the, the good managers I've had in life, the good leaders I've worked for, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's their leadership style. It's also, I think, about how you view control and power. Mm -hmm. um, I think if the control and the power is only ever just for you, the person wielding it, the, the so-called big D dominant, um, and that is the most important part, you know, regardless of the other people in the relationship and in your sphere, I think that's where you get into some really toxic, bad situations yeah. that aren't going to be good for anybody. But I think that if um, your goal is to exert power, control, influence, leadership in order mm -hmm. to attain a mutual goal, then you're talking about yeah. something a lot healthier and, and sure better. And then this conversation is to sort of point out that there are a lot of different ways to get there. Um, again, we're using vanilla references. I did for the record, go look to see if there were some kink references and I couldn't <laughs> find any that were like nice and concise. Maybe I need to write it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So let's get into these. I'm, back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my comfy chair and I tend to recline back. And JB's going to go ass over tea kettle in a minute. Yeah. Okay, so um, I've found two resources. I've linked them mm -hmm. uh, in the description box on YouTube in show notes for podcast listeners. So if you want to look through these yourself, you can. So we're going to go just sort of down our list. Uh, democratic leadership. Mm -hmm. It says democratic leadership is exactly what it sounds like. The leader makes decisions based on the input of each team member. Uh, although they make the final call, each, in this case employee, has an equal say in a project's direction. I would say that is sort of how we, not in every situation, but that's a lot of how we do things. When we have to, when we're working towards a specific goal, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's business or personal or family or whatever, um, you absolutely listen to what I say. Yeah. Um, you take it under advisement. If, I, if I'm presenting the quote right answer or an answer, you're like, yeah, I'm good with that. Then we go with it. And if and we kind of do this as parents now that the kids are older, especially we listen to what their thought process is yeah. and try to take that under advisement mm -hmm. as well. Um, I do think that most of the time, <laughs> this is this is us pretty much. Um, and and seeing that actually having a name for it that made me kind of think back to when I had my. Uh, lawn maintenance landscaping business. And that's how I, I worked with the employees that I had at the time. Uh, somebody came to me with an idea, always open to having, and especially if it made processes better, you know, mm -hmm. doing the process better. Um, like I told them, I said, uh, I'll give it some thought. We'll give it a try. Sure. If it works, we'll implement it. And I feel like that as a, as a boss style and also as a dominant style, 
the way I interpret that is that you might be the leader. Mm -hmm. You might have ultimate control and say, which is a responsibility and a privilege all at the same time. But you don't see yourself as inherently above anybody else. We, in, in the case of power exchange, we are two sides of the same coin. Sure. So, yes, you take on the greater responsibility of um, being the decider. Mm -hmm. um, you also That also means that if we disagree, and it's not a hard limit kind of disagree, you're going to get your way. But because you don't see me as inferior to you, you are completely open to listening to what I have to say. We might disagree, as we have recently. Mm -hmm. It happens. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. Um, and uh, if you have not encountered this yet, let me just say, when you are uh, in the submissive role and you are equally as passionate about your ideas as your <laughs> dominant is about their ideas, it can get loud. Uh, it can get it can get uh, spicy. Mm. Um, but that. That's for me is what makes it easy to come to you is because I know you're going to listen to me. Even if you ultimately don't go with my method, you don't dismiss it out of hand. You don't act like it's not a thing. You don't act like I'm, you know, beneath you. And why, how dare I even come bring this to you? You are open to what I have to say. And so I would say, yes, I, and I think. Uh, genuinely outside of certain maybe kinky scenes or specific scenarios, I think relationships do better when there's some element of this, at least a little bit, because yeah. you have to be willing to listen to the other person because you're trying to get to the same place together. Aren't you? <laughs> That's how this works. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. So the next one they have on the list and they, and they actually said in this list that mm -hmm. democratic leadership is very effective. This next one, they say, is rarely effective, but I don't care about that for business. We're talking about kink. Okay, and that's autocratic leadership. Autocratic leadership is the inverse of democratic leadership. It, the leader makes decisions without taking input from anyone who reports to them. Employees are neither considered nor consulted prior to a direction and are expected to adhere to the decision at a time and pace stipulated by the leader. So if you have this style and power exchange without communication, negotiation, and consent, then you have an abusive situation and this is mm -hmm. problematic. However, if we upend this a little bit and say, you can negotiate this kind of dynamic. Yes. Now we're into maybe owner slave. Maybe yes. you're just into micromanagement. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe it's a quote, put air quotes around this word because it's so subjective, stricter style of power exchange. Like a high protocol. Yes, very much so. Now, this only works, I think, if there are outlets for the submissive little s side of the slash to air grievances, to mm -hmm. to talk about what they need, to withdraw their consent, to whatever like whatever keeps both parties moving in the mm -hmm. same direction. But absolutely, I think you can negotiate this kind of leadership style. Absolutely, and and I was going to say when when I had. Uh, one of my early uh, DS relationships was high protocol. And that high protocol was in effect at all times. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, if there was something that needed to be talked about outside of that, this person had a, a particular 
safe word mm -hmm. outside of like their scene safe word that we used. Mm -hmm. And if they used that particular specific word, I knew, okay, we need to stop the DS and we need to have a talk and, and speak as equals mm -hmm. and see what, what the, what's going on, what needs, you know, what. Sure. I think it's a. I think it's a little unrealistic to say that every single moment of every single day for this entire relationship, you can stay in that role because something's going to happen, mm -hmm. right? Um, somebody's going to get sick. Somebody is going to have an emergency. Somebody, something yeah. is going to happen. People change. Just, just sure. the fact that people change over time. And if there's not an outlet to talk about this, that's why autocratic leadership in management styles is can be awful because if there's if you are powerless to have any outlet to air a grievance to say something is wrong and it needs to be fixed you know people you don't get the best out of people you um have serious i'm thinking in business terms now serious turnaround well the same is true in a relationship if i can't talk to you either i'm sort of mentally kind of beaten down by this relationship and it either screws up my self-esteem or i get the fuck out of there and i could also have a sense of is this what power exchange is not being able to say what i need to say mm -hmm. because ultimately in the case of power exchange the outcome is you both want to have a fulfilling experience whether that is a one-off play session or it's a long-term relationship and the autocratic style can work maybe for there i'm sure there are some people where 99 of the time it's going to work mm -hmm. but one percent yeah. of the time it's not and what's mm -hmm. your outlet for making sure that the your the submissive partner in that situation can say what they need to say and um change outcomes in a way that's mutually beneficial Okay, next one. This one's called, oh, I'm going to say this wrong because, hi, I'm really bad at accents. Uh, Laissez-faire. Oh, I've butchered that. I'm sorry. Leadership. Somebody just cringed. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the least intrusive form of leadership. Um, the French term that I'm not going to repeat because I just butchered it literally translates to let them do and leaders who embrace it afford nearly all authority to their employees. Um, so the example they give is in um, a business where maybe a founder makes no major office policies around hours or deadlines. They put their full trust into their employees to get the mm -hmm. job done. In terms of power exchange, I feel like I've known some people like this and they tend to feel like they're not doing DS right. My thought would be in, in a power exchange, if you know what the ultimate goal is if you decide who you who and what you want your roles to be mutually mm -hmm. together and maybe individually if you're off doing your own thing um i think a, a person a relationship could have this because it's understood what the the ideal outcome is and how we mm -hmm. get there a lot less important than that we get there we maybe have a little bit of this. Like, I think all of these things, there's probably a lot of nuance and, and there could be mm -hmm. some overlap. I think we have a little bit of this because you don't follow up and make tell me what I need to do once I know what I need to do. I usually don't have to. You leave me to go do it. Right. And, and I like that. And I think that in the beginning, you and I, we had a lot of uh, rules, protocols. Mm -hmm. 
and we do not have as many as we used to. Mm -hmm. But what I will say, um, what I will say is that over time, you are, as a submissive, you are intuitive. Mm -hmm. in many things. And I like to be that way. I yeah. get very cranky when I'm wrong <laughs> about my intuitiveness. So I will either, you know, say kind of in passing, you know, we we need to get this done mm -hmm. or we need to do X, Y, Z. Or you'll say, I would love it if blah would happen. I'd <laughs> love it if another coffee appeared on my, on the desk. Yeah. You can say things a lot more <laughs> subtle than that. Like, I, no. you know, I, I hope one day we, I can yada yada or this can blah, blah, blah. And I'm yeah. paying attention to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You afford me the authority to know where my, where the line is with you. And mm -hmm. a little bit of that is trial and error. We could, we did not explicitly discuss that. Whereas if you're going to actively take the laissez-faire, I'm sorry, I've butchered that, leadership style, or just embrace it if you're already there. I think that there has to be a conversation on what's, what's the boundary line? What's the point in which it's gone too far yeah. in terms of a submissive doing what the hell they want? And, well, and I think that that goes both ways. I know plenty of submissives who are like, I need more guidance. I need more mm -hmm. control. I need more boundaries in place. Stability and boundaries, right? Yes. And so I think you can have this um, we kind of have some of this and we did it through trial and error. We did not discuss it explicitly. Clearly you can make it happen without discussing it explicitly. Mm -hmm. But if you're thinking about this on a conscientious level, the conversation to have is, okay, how much authority do I have as a submissive at what's the point you want me to come to you and mm -hmm. you want to make a decision? Um, ultimately the way we've worked it out, it's, it's that it's a combination, I'd say democratic and this, because yeah. Within, first of all, I know you are the decider on everything relationship related. Parenting and business gets fuzzy, but I tend to defer. Mm -hmm. um, and then within those parameters, I do what you, what we've already negotiated that you want me to do. And then every once in a while, you will be like, do this, do that, do that. And you, you know, you put the Dom voice on and it's fun and sexy and I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it. But in general, the ongoing tasks, the expectations, see, that's what it is. You set the expectations. Yeah. I was struggling with the mm -hmm. words. You set the expectations and I have the freedom to get it done in my own way within that right. and now, i like that and and there is that now on the downside mm -hmm. to this particular style is for the s types there's very little consistency yeah yeah and structure yeah and for many that's something that's very important yeah all right i believe that um the other thing is and we talked about this in the past episode because you 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 have done this in mm -hmm. in that where you have done something thinking that oh he's you know I need to do this for him to to take care of him mm -hmm. and this is part of my submission mm -hmm. and then you do it and I'm sitting there like I did not ask for this yeah and you're this is not that. what I want or need mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah um those of us who are the know-it-all types hi I'm one of you I see you uh we get ourselves in trouble with that because I'm pretty sure I know what you need even if it's not what you wanted and it's not at that point it's a matter of consent like, now there are times you do that and you get it 
extremely right. And that's why I feel emboldened to do it every to time. It, and you know yeah. what? Here's the thing. <laughs> There's a decision to be made there if you are that type of S-type. Because either, if you are, for me, I'm right most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. I Experience tells me that that's not hubris. It's like, we've gone through it. I've intuited what I thought you needed or would be good for you. I've done it. And you are happy with it. And then every so often, not consistently, I get it wrong. So the question I have to ask myself is, am I willing to every once in a while get it wrong to be mostly right? Mm. The other, if you're in that situation and you're mostly getting it wrong, I think the conversation is, yeah. okay, I'm mostly getting it wrong. Let's let's back now, this off the, a little bit. The, the other side to that is you, over the years that we have been together, you have learned me you you understand me you know you know my likes and dislikes sometimes i remember things better than you do you, yeah and and for for that knowing me in that depth you do you have more of a mm-hmm. i don't think you come out the gates like this i mm-hmm. think so i'll say this if i th- i see this more often in long term relationships that are trying to transition into mm-hmm. ds and um often not always the dominant partner is a little bit lost isn't quite sure of themselves they don't know how maybe how they want to lead or how they think they're quote supposed to lead and you can have this kind of style accidentally and that's why as with all of these i think it's important to have a conversation and be intentional about it and say look i'm you know i'm okay with a certain amount of relaxation in this dynamic you set the expectations, I consent to them, and then we make it work within that. Um, a lot of people I know who find themselves in this situation, though, when it's not purposeful, tend to feel disappointed. Either the dominant feels disappointed in themselves because they don't think they're doing quite enough, and or the submissive feels disappointed because they're not getting what they need. I have a feeling that many power exchange relationships will, ha- will have some overlap of several of these styles just like we do where it works the laissez-faire sorry keep butchering that um is is great because it affords me some freedom that i need because i'm doing things in other parts of my life where you can't have direct control it doesn't Mm -hmm. work so i want to do what you want me to do and or intuit what i believe you need and I keep doing it because it keeps working, except for rando times when it doesn't. <laughs> um, and also, you haven't said you're never allowed to do that again. Um, and that, you know, I still am serving in the way that suits me. And also, there are other times when we come into a different style, and that's what's right for that moment, and mm-hmm. it still works, and we flow between them mostly easily i can't really think of other than when we're fussing at one another i can't think of a time where the styles you know i'm trying to be all relaxed and you're trying to be like autocratic in that moment like mm-hmm. most of the time we read each other's signals really well but a lot of that comes with time as yeah. all of these things do. i mean in, in that in that style if as as a predominant um style mm-hmm. i i see the probability of a lot of chaos yes i think if if this style speaks to you if it's the idea of of just having a common goal and letting the little s in in the relationship kind of 
do what they need to do within mm-hmm. I think one you need to set specific boundaries. I think you need to set expectations. I think that if that stops working for one or both partners, got to come together and talk about it. But I think this style only works well if it works well at all when it's intentional. I think people accidentally fall into it maybe because they're intimidated by other leadership styles, maybe because they're still getting their bearings in power exchange and what their roles mean. Um, Also, let's be real. um, Switching from one way of doing a relationship, especially if it's a relationship you've already been in for a very long time to a power exchange requires a massive change in habits and it's really hard to change habits <laughs> you've been doing something a certain way for 20 years you're not gonna just automatically overnight it's hard stop. to rewrite those tapes right i mean it just it takes practice it to done, change a habit time yeah so um if this style speaks to you i would say just be super intentional about it that was the laissez-faire type i hate saying the word because i'm saying it wrong um the next type is strategic leadership strategic leaders sit at the intersection between in this case a company's main operations and its growth opportunities that person accepts the burden of executive interests while ensuring that current working conditions remain stable for everyone else so let's extrapolate this into power exchange this is the and i see this in if we do any of this it's in fuckery you, you, we want to do a thing. Right. We want to learn a skill. We want to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wouldn't even say in fuckery. It's when we have a, a, a short-term goal. There's a thing we're trying to accomplish. And you're driving that boat. Why it's a boat, I don't know. Could be a truck, could be a train. You're driving it. <laughs> and you are balancing the decisions and the things that have to come together for that thing to happen mm-hmm. while also maybe I'm having rough mental health. Maybe we've got other things going on. Maybe we're trying to incorporate new things while we still do old things. And you, it's been a while since you, I, I would say you've had to do any kind of strategic leadership kind of thing, but I can see how it relates to power exchange because you're doing a balancing act between what is good for you? Mm-hmm. What is good for me? What is good for the relationship? Right. I also think strategic leadership can come into play when you're trying to learn new skills, mm-hmm. but also change your dynamic, either from vanilla to kinky or one power exchange dynamic to another. You're finding your way and figuring out what works. And um, in our case, because you are the ultimate decider, yes, you would take that lead role. I wouldn't necessarily just follow meekly. We're going to lean on our democratic thing and I'm going to say what I think and what, you know, what I, how I think things can go. But does that, do you, does that vibe with you? you A little bit. I, yeah, yeah. I think this one's going to come, um, into play more when there's a concrete goal you're trying to get to true i think that's this one does not do a a, there's no one-to-one comparison and power exchange Mm -hmm. because technically all of our ds is strategic we're our goal is to have a happy healthy power exchange relationship that's what we're trying to do and you can't be in strategy mode for that massive life goal every moment of every day. I, I think, yeah, I 
I think that would come into play in, in short bursts. Mm -hmm. In negotiations as well. Yes. Um, a submissive goes to the dominant. It's like, I would like us to blah, blah, blah this. And the dominant, if they identify with this leadership style, is, needs to think strategically because it's like, okay, you want to do this brand new thing. But mm -hmm. also, you know, you've got, you've got a big thing at work coming up. Also, the kids have this thing going on. Also... So should we do that really big thing right this second or should we, you do this all the time, should we slow it down mm -hmm, and take our mm -hmm. time and get through all the other big stuff and, and slowly incorporate this? I think strategic leadership could definitely come into play with a very excited uh, submissives who have lots of big ideas and want to do all the things right now. <laughs> uh, don't know her. Um, not, couldn't be know. me. Who could that be? Mm. Who could that be? Okay, so this one is very interesting to me. The next one, um, because I do see a lot of parallel to some power exchange, and that's called transformational leadership. In the business explanation, it's that you're always transforming and improving upon the company's conventions. Employees might have a basic set of tasks and goals that they complete every week or month, but the leader is constantly pushing them outside of their comfort zone. Yeah. Does anybody see a parallel with wow. power exchange? Huh. Um, Imagine that. You don't do this very often, but I know that it is within you, and I also have had plenty of conversations with other kinky people. I know mm -hmm. dominance like this exists. It is about pushing a submissive to be the best version of themselves right. to um to handle more fuckery to try new things and when i say pushing that's a very like we have to be careful with that word pushing within the boundaries of that submissive and with their consent okay sure. you can want to push your submissive if that submissive pushes back and says i do not consent to this then stop pushing okay stop fucking pushing <laughs> But, I mean, I've seen you do this when you've gotten me to do a hard thing. I've oh, yeah. seen you do this when um, when we've tried fuckery and we've sort of increased the pace of it with each new try. Now, mm -hmm. transformational leadership does not exist in a vacuum. I don't think a dominant just shows up and starts transforming that submissive. That submissive has to be a willing participant <laughs> and so is engaging in that transformation yeah. and is aware of that transformation and is talking about it. I can see um where somebody who um in who has in fuckery I'm thinking of like sissification and bimboification. Am I saying that right? That's a type of transformation. That's like mm -hmm. sometimes a physical or a mental. Sometimes it's role play. Sometimes it's less role play and more like dynamic. Um, I would say that's that's a type of transformation. Transformation in general and transformational leadership. Um, the the submissive in that needs to be fully aware of what the fuck's going on. Mm -hmm. If they're not aware on on some big levels, then how do you have consent for that? I also know that many of you dominants, including the one I'm married to, love the mindfuck game because the mindfuck game <laughs> can get you thinking of things in a different way. And and you have used mindfucks to, I want to be careful I say this, when I say push, it is with consent, to push me in a direction mm -hmm. that I might not have otherwise gone. gone. Right. And that can be, if it's to an outcome that you know I want, and maybe I was just hesitant or whatever it is, whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. that is a type of transformation as well. I think it can be really, really, when I say extreme, I don't mean it in a negative way, but like really obvious transformation. And it can also be more subtle yeah. acts of transformation. Now, with, with this, I see this um, definitely in a power exchange mm -hmm. situation um, because 
and we have done mm -hmm. a similar thing mm -hmm. when when you had um, dietary goals. Mm -hmm. All right, you'd sit down. All right, here here is your your goal for the week. Or the other way I I would relate to that is because of the way we negotiated that you had say over certain things I might ask for mm -hmm. and your answer of yes or no was never there was there were different reasons you might say yes or no was all toward the goal of a transformation of sorts whether that was getting me to in that case my health goal mm -hmm. or recognizing what I need now is not austerity and deprivation, but I need, you know, I need a small treat. I need a, you know, I need right. a little bit of loosening because that's mm -hmm. how you are able to tighten up later and go forward. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think that's the magic of that kind of leadership is making decisions that are both okay in the short term right. and help the long term mm -hmm. and it's a little bit of there i think there's some strategic leadership involved because there unless you're just like let's transform into we'll see what happens when we transform i don't know where <laughs> we're going with this i think there's got to be at least a little bit of strategy involved like there's yeah. where are we going how are we getting there what is it that we want i see transfer mm -hmm. transformational leadership in the you did this with me as well and i see this with a lot of power exchange relationships submissive talks badly about themselves they got low self-esteem they don't like what they see in the mirror blah 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 and dominant wants to change that habit that's transformational right. that is i want you to see the beauty of who you are the way i see it so therefore we're going to institute these things to make that happen and it is a slow process um, it is a gradual process. Mm -hmm. It is, to me, it's an ongoing process. I don't, so I never got to like really high body positivity. I think I'm great. Oh, aren't I beautiful? I don't like my brain just doesn't work that way. But I did with your help of making me say mantras and like oh, stuff. I still am like, Oh, please don't make me do. I got to a better place of body neutrality. I literally just don't think about it most of the time. Every once in a while it pops up and I'm like, mm. um, and that body neutrality is certainly better than body negativity and feels like I have too much else going on. I'd rather not be thinking about my body or my looks or whatever. And so that was a transformation that might not have been where you thought we were going, but it's mm -hmm. a place that works. Um, and, but that's a, you know, I see a lot of dominants do that for their, for their submissives or helping them get into better habits. Like you're not sleeping at night. You're not taking your meds. You're not, eating anything remotely healthy what is happening there? <laughs> um and with the consent of a submissive they take on that role to shift those habits yeah. to, to make those changes i i would say that's my easiest comparison mm -hmm. to that okay this next one is called transactional leadership uh transactional leaders are fairly common today these managers reward their employees for precisely the work they do um in the example they're giving is um a marketing team receives a scheduled bonus for helping generate a certain number of leads by the end of the quarter it's a it's a little bit of the kind of the autocratic like do the thing i need you to do 
and you get a reward for it. But mm. also I think it stands on its own. And I definitely know there are power exchange situations where it's like, oh, you did the thing I wanted you to do. Well, here's here's a, a thing to incentivize. I'm giving you something in and, return. And there it is. And I can see because there are people who are incentive driven. Yes. Yes. All right. So for a person like that, that would be very effective mm -hmm. in that, um, you know, <laughs> oh gosh okay anyway um yeah because the you know yeah we're working on this project you you know you bring it in on time you get a bonus right you know that that's a big incentive for some people just like um you know with a with an s type i have this task for you to do you 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 achieve this task there's a treat and, for you. And there's going to be a treat, whether mm -hmm. it's your special coffee drink that you like or, you know, a, a special dessert or spank, you know, spanking, Some anything. Fuckery. Punishment, yeah. <laughs> so I, I can definitely see that, that mm -hmm. working. I think that I can also see people thinking that there's something wrong with that. And I don't think there's anything wrong mm -hmm. with that. I think that, like everything else, I think it needs to be a discussion. It needs to be intentional. Because... Mm -hmm. There, in many ways and on many things, not just in power exchange, there can be this sort of common thought that you should just do it for the love of it. You should just do it because it's who you are. And for a lot of us, yeah, that that's it. It's okay to go, but am I getting something from this? Here's a, a perfect example. I will go through some physical hell for you if you... No, it's been a while, believe me. <laughs> but if you want to wail on me, I can do that, one, because we've built the trust, and right. two, because I know you're going to make sure before the end of that scene, I get what I need. That is a transaction, mm. okay? It is not an explicit transaction, but I promise you this power exchange would not have lasted as long as it has if I did not get what I need, want, or expect at least some of the time. Enough of the time to be satisfied in the relationship in order to be willing to let you have your way when I disagree with an opinion. You know, I get asked sometimes, how do you, what do you do when, you know, you let your dominant be the one in charge, but you don't like the decision they made? And that's a hard one. Like there's there's no easy answer to that. Um for me, I live with it because in general, a majority of the time we're either in sync or you have shown that sometimes you will give up a little bit of what you want to make sure I get what I want. Um, and also you take care of my needs as much as I try to take care of yours. And that is Absolutely. a transaction and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I think it's great that, you know, many of us as types have this sort of selfless part of us. I know some dominants who have that selfless part of us and you give and give and give of yourself. And then when somebody asks, yeah, but what are you getting in return? I know a lot of people who get offended by that. Y'all get something in return. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a word of appreciation if that's all you need. Yeah. It should be having your needs fulfilled. And I, I feel like I spend a long time lecturing submissives that your needs are just as valid as a Dom's needs. Yes, absolutely. And this is a case where the, the relationship on us in some way should be transactional. It doesn't happen. Everything doesn't have to be transactional. The entire relationship doesn't have to be transactional. And a transactional leader 
should be able to recognize when that is what is needed. You did this thing, I will give you this thing. You gave me this thing, I will give you this thing in return. It's a back and forth. It's a sharing. Mm. Um, I think what I'm noticing from this conversation we're having about all these different styles is that of many, not all of them, you can slip into different ones depending on the situation. Yeah. You know, fuckery is very transactional. You can, you can take your uh, agitation of, of the world out of my ass. Great. <laughs> Could I please get, I don't know, some bruises and orgasm? Like, pick mm-hmm. a thing. What What is it that I enjoy? Sometimes I just enjoy being wailed on. I'm getting what I want just because I'm sitting there in, in the moment with my ass out. But, <laughs> you know, that's that's the give and take part. So... In terms of power exchange, I don't think, I would say this, um, power exchange is play partners. Top and bottom, you come together for a scene. That's transactional. Mm -hmm. Like, you've let the top be in control of the moment. You're giving feedback as a bottom. You you know, there's a lot of negotiation there. Ultimately, they're going to get what they want, and you're going to get what you want, and it's a transaction. And I think transactional leadership probably shows up a lot more there Mm -hmm. than in the flow of a relationship. But, yeah. Okay. I went on a little bit of a rant. Here's another one called coach-style leadership. Um, Similarly to a sports team's coach, this leader focuses on identifying and nurturing the individual strengths of each member on his or They did a lot of his or her on their team. Uh, They also focus on strategies that enable the team to work better together. Mm. Um, I've actually come across several people recently that their power dynamic, if they were to describe it, they would say it's a coach kind of thing. They actually use labels like coach. Um, I I knew one DS couple that the S-type actually referred to their big D as coach. As coach. Um, I think... This is probably more common than we realize. We just don't always use mm-hmm. this language. I think it is similar to transformational, or it can maybe go hand in hand. Um, because I think about that um, nurturing individual strengths. Mm-hmm. A couple things come to mind. One, when you help me achieve a goal and help me get there. But also, two, when you lean on my strengths... And you depend on those strengths in even the democratic leadership. Like, you know what I'm good at. You let me go do what I'm good at. Mm -hmm. You rely on that and you build that up because letting me do what I'm good at benefits us both. Mm. Um, And I could see, and this one is um, what I like about this coach style leadership. I could with power exchange. It's um, from a dominant perspective, you're building up your submissive, but also you're doing by doing that, it makes the team of you and your partner a stronger, better team. Like, yeah. it's not just about what which direction the, the individual is going. It's how, where you're going together. And I kind of like that. I think there's probably a little bit of a strategic leadership in there as well. I would say coach style is, is a style where strategic is um, outcome oriented. Okay. One of the the first things that came to my mind seeing this, um, not sure why, but the way it popped into my head was um, like a poly family. Mm, yes, I could see that style being very good in a poly family. Yeah, yeah, because you're managing all kinds of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. depending on how the configuration of the people is, 
works, are you all trying to get to a place together? Mm-hmm. And how is that being managed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could totally see that. Um, the last one in this list is bureaucratic leadership. <laughs> bureaucratic <laughs> leaders go by the books. Uh, this style of leadership might listen and consider the input of employees, <laughs> unlike autocratic leadership. But the leader tends to reject an employee's input if it conflicts with company policy or past practices. Oh, I could see this in power exchange. <laughs> we have a list of rules. We mm-hmm. have a contract. We don't do anything outside of that. Um, it's not for me. <laughs> I know that when I, there's too much nuance in the world. There yeah. are too many fucking loopholes in the world. That one's not for me, but I can see that working in high protocol relationships. Yeah. Um, owner slave relationships, um, micromanaged relationships. I think this only works though, if both people are on board with it, because if there's got there, cause life is messy. There's always going to, be an exception to a rule Mm -hmm. and i think if one partner expects that that exception to be allowed and the other partner is in this bureaucratic leadership state of no that's not within the written rules so it's not allowed there's that's a huge place for potential conflict that is going to be hard to resolve to me when i saw this um one of the first things I thought of, like you touched on, you know, if you look back on our relationship, our relationship and our DS relationship has evolved and grown and changed over time. And we've had to adapt with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with that, you know, this is the way we do it. it, it it's by the book. It, you know, no lines crossed. Um, it, to me, it strikes me as rather stagnant, mm-hmm. and there's there's no room for growth. There's no room to evolve and, mm-hmm. and become more than you are. Mm-hmm. I could see bureaucratic, maybe in a very specific scene, meaning, and in some ways, yes, definitely. You've laid out the rules of the scene. You're going to mm-hmm. stay within the rules. There's still has to be room for for nuance because weird shit happens even in a scene. (laughs) Somebody gets a cramp, something don't feel right, Mm -hmm. somebody safe words out. Like, but I have read I'm thinking, and this is a weird, weird parallel to make, but I this is the type of leadership. And again, I think all of these can kind of coexist together. I think one power exchange relationship can move in and out of different styles depending on the situation. Um, but in Push the Button by Feminista Jones, mm. February's Kinky Book Club book, by the way, there was a point in the book when, oh my God, now all the character names have left my mind. David was upset with, oh my God, I've forgotten her name, the main character, um, for being late to pick him up at the airport. Yes. There were real extenuating circumstances for that. And I was really upset for her because <laughs> she got in trouble for that. And I was like, wait. She cannot control some of the shit that happens at work. But in a bureaucratic style, it was the extenuating circumstances were not might mean that he was not angry at her, but the the actual rule was broken regardless Mm -hmm. of the reason. And so there was a consequence for that. And I did not like that at all. Oh, but I know there are people out there who follow those kinds of power right. exchange relationships. And all I would say that, like I would say to all of these, 
is both of you need to know what the hell's going on. You both need to be in on it. You both need to consent to that's how you're going to do it. Like out, like, okay, there was a reason that you arrived home late. There was traffic, right? You got stuck in traffic. And so I'm not angry at you because you're home late because that was out of your control. Well, because the, the rule state you have to be blah, 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 whatever your rule is, there will be a consequence, but I'm not angry about it, which you shouldn't be angry when you're given consequences, but that's beside yeah. the point. It's not a betrayal of me and our rules and our dynamic that you're late. Shit happens, but there's still a consequence for it. Um, I could not live that way, but if both sides of the slash are like, yeah, that works for us, it, I'm okay with it, and you consent to it, then have at it. I don't... I. I don't see how that works in every moment of a relationship in every situation. I just think there's too much messy nuance to life, but I'm sure there's somebody out there who has done it. Now I went to a second list for leadership styles and a lot of it repeated, but there was one because this was what we thought we were going to talk about this week. And then we were like, let's talk about it more broadly. So I wanted to make sure we got this in. So when we get to this as a full topic, which is our plan, this won't be new. And that is servant leadership. Mm. Um, this is a different resource. Like I said, links are in all the places. The servant leadership style distributes the wealth of power among an entire team. And it is the servant leader's role to facilitate this. The servant leader unites their team through common cause by trusting team members and by actively listening to their team members' ideas and struggles. Um if you encourage collective decision-making, practice active listening, and focus on the growth of your team, then you are a servant leader. Um, probably the only way I don't think there can be a parallel with power exchange is the collective decision-making. There mm. could be. You could negotiate that in your power exchange. But we think of you as a servant leader and, and your style as servant leadership, not because of collective decision-making, although I have plenty of input. Um, but it's active listening and you're focused on the growth of mm -hmm. the whole. Yes. Yeah. It's about the outcome and where we're going more than you getting exactly what you want in this moment. Mm -hmm. You will sacrifice what you want in the moment for the greater good of the relationship. Yes. And you have, and I love you for it, sacrifice what you want for my benefit. Like maybe I'm sick. Maybe my mental health mm -hmm. is all wonky. Maybe something's going on. And you could, in a bureaucratic or autocratic way, push me to do a thing. But you don't. Because uh, there, that's not what I need for the long term. Well, for the... And, yeah, that may be short-term beneficial, but it may not be what's best for the long term. Mm -hmm. and, and I think... I will say servant... I consider myself a servant leader in the places where I have a leadership role. Um, because yeah, I'm trying to get, it's about the outcome. It's about like, I have people who email and you're like, I'm going to be late on sending that thing to you. I, you know, I, I can't work today. I got to work tomorrow. And I go, take care of yourself. What I want is the thing done. I don't necessarily need you person who's doing work on my behalf to kill yourself to get it done for me by a, mm -hmm. a, a, an arbitrary deadline. So I try to embody that myself. I think, I think even... I think almost any leadership style can you can you can be working with an almost any leadership style and still call yourself a servant leader if you practice the listening and the taking in input from people and thinking about the 
um, benefit of the, the whole and where you're trying to get to more than the thing you want. Um, I don't, bureaucratic and autocratic definitely don't, wouldn't, don't think I'd consider them servant leaders, <laughs> but I think the others can, because I think it's about the way you go about doing it. Like we were saying, mm-hmm. for us, fuckery is transactional. You get what you need, I get what I need. Yeah. There's a back and forth I, there. I definitely but, see a, a mix. Yes. You know, a... Democratic a, is definitely servant leadership. Like transformational yeah. mm-hmm. you're doing something if you are a transformational leadership style dom and your transformation is for the betterment of your submissive to make mm. them a stronger person better person better habits whatever 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 right yes it benefits you because you're like turned on by it or you're happy or you're whatever but it benefits them and it benefits the relationship as a whole yeah. i think you can classify yourself as a servant I mean, leader it's, it's just like we we always say you know there there is no right or wrong way to mm-hmm. do ds mm-hmm. um you know you don't have to just be high protocol you don't have to just be gory and you don't have to just be you know owner slave you can take bits and pieces of everything mm-hmm. and and merge it into what works for you and the same thing with the leadership styles mm-hmm. and i think that you don't i don't even think you have to name every sort single leadership style i do think the important conversation a dominant should have with themselves mm-hmm. and then people in a power exchange relationship should have together is what is your style? Screw the titles. Like in different types of situations, what, what works for you? What works for both of you? Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, if you're going to have that more relaxed word, I can't say laissez faire type way, talk about it, be intentional about it. Make sure you're both on the same page about it. Um, if you know that it's, you're kind of a your way or the highway autocratic or bureaucratic style, um, I think you need to be upfront with potential partners about that because they need to to know what the hell they're getting into. And also you need to remember the other person in the power exchange and make sure that your way or the highway does not mean you have just left your submissive stranded somewhere with none of what they need. Um, but yeah, I think there can be an overlap. I absolutely can see you having autocratic tendencies when we're in a deep like kink scene because you get mm-hmm. the Dom voice and you know exactly what you want. And there's <laughs> uh, technically I could say whatever I need to say, but really the, the way out is a safe word. That is mm-hmm. a way of many that we play together and in the right headspace, it's fine. If you were like that, within the soft fuzzy part of our relationship where we're trying to like raise kids and feed the dog and run business, that probably wouldn't work. Um, So yeah, all of this has been to just highlight the fact that there are many different leadership styles Mm -hmm. Um, has been to get you to think about if you are the dominant, what style sort of speaks to you or what you see yourself in. If you're the submissive to think about how your dom leads you and or the relationship, is it working for you? (laughs) Um, If it's not, are there ways you can tweak? Um, Yeah. I mean, there's no single right way you flow in and out. I think of all of them. I think overall you're a servant leader Mm -hmm. because your overall goal is the same your methods will change from situation to situation um yeah i think i think that's all Mm -hmm. all now we went through several different leadership styles so if you're like oh i don't i don't remember the one whatever the third one or whatever um the links to those um 
articles that I referenced are in the description box if you're on YouTube, in the show notes if you are uh, listening to the podcast. And the show notes can be found at lovingbdsm.net. So you can go back and reference that. But truly, do a Google search for leadership styles in business and you'll get a ridiculous amount of articles. (laughs) And they all kind of say the same thing. Um, So, yeah, that, I think, is uh, all we have to say about Mm -hmm. that and before we sign off i just want to apologize yet again for the audio quality uh we're doing this different this week and hopefully next Mm -hmm. week we'll be back to normal (laughs) keeping keeping things on their toes yeah learning how to roll with the punches and go with the flow and Mm -hmm. uh, nothing about me enjoys that (laughs) uh okay Okay. (laughs) we're gonna go into a bonus section next all right, so are we good? <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it kinky, y'all. And we'll see you next week, hopefully from our regular spot with our regular room. Yeah. Oh, uh, microphones. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I have to write the, you went looking for a pin, your hand reached out, you're like, I have to click a button, I have to write a thing down, and that's my job this week. Actually, I was remind, making sure to remind you to do it, because well, it's, it's your job this week. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't have an emoji of the week. I don't know what a leader looks like in emoji. I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> um, so... I'm not. I'm not good at at going with the flow. I'm. I'm not a spontaneous individual at all. Uh, I like to have a plan. I like to have a plan from a plan. I need 85 backup plans. If I never use a backup plan, it's okay. I just feel comforted having, having a backup it. plan. Okay. Um, we did this on the fly. We made it work. It's fine. Yep. Um, and I learned that yeah, I could very easily stream from my. Uh, desk if i said mm-hmm. back to what i said at the top in the youtube video what the hell would i stream it i don't know but i can it's a power i have now i'm a little mm-hmm. afraid of it um yeah what else have i got have we got anything what have we got for the well oh we can do a cat and dog update yeah there is almost harmony among the cats Ella yeah. and onyx yeah. so close to harmony there is still hissing yeah there's still every once in a minimal while, hissing. minimal every once in a while you'll hear a little growl mm. like mm. Mm. um they are more and more like children every day whereas they <laughs> were having a stare down and ella stole a toy that onyx was trying to play with and it was the crappy toy so i gave onyx the good toy because i'm that kind of parent um <laughs> but they each had their own toy and then to, that was yesterday and then today when i saw them doing a similar stare down but there were no toys in sight i went and grabbed the two toys and threw a toy at um each of them like just stop staring at one another and play with your fucking little little teen tiny baby stuffed mouse thing um but yeah, they're sitting in within a few feet of one another now. Yes. Uh, Onyx is coming out of the bedroom again and going like to the front window to sit and watch while mm-hmm. Ella's doing something else. I think I've seen Onyx kind of stand at the office door and peek in in the middle of the day. Normally that's a middle of the night thing when nobody's around. <laughs> but she's done in the middle of the day. Yeah. Um, yep. Both uh, Ella and Onyx spend a lot of time in our bedroom mm-hmm. together. 
Um, so yeah, I think like um, progress. They they all eat together. Yeah, they do all eat together. Mm -hmm. They do. They do. So that 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 in in and of itself is a huge step forward. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm talking cats and dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's funny is we were always so concerned. At first, we were super concerned that Lola was going to steal the cat food, and she did try. Yeah. Times. Oh, yeah. And now she's like, mm, whatever, and she mm. leaves it alone. Ella, <laughs> the concern used to be that Ella the cat would steal Onyx the cat's food because Ella the cat eats super fast, like practically unhinging her damn jaw to yeah. eat her food. And <laughs> Onyx <laughs> is very delicate, dainty, slow eater. So... One, we were very concerned the way, that, the way Ella was eating. I was like, mm -hmm. she's clearly not tasting anything. That can't be good for her digestion. <laughs> so we had a small, slow feeder, and we started using that for her. And it's the kind with the suction cups, and it's like the flat circle, and you spread their mm -hmm. wet food over it. She eats so much slower now. Oh, yeah. And there's harmony in the kitchen mm -hmm. at mealtime for the pets. And what I've noticed since we started using that, when she's done eating, mm -hmm. she doesn't go off looking for more. No, she doesn't meow near as much. No. I think it also helps that they, so Ella is very food driven, same. Um, and so on, no, wrong, wrong child. Lola was, gets a lot of treats. One, cause if we're given her medication, it's mm -hmm. wrapped in a treat. And then after her walk, she gets a little cookie treat thing, like small ones, but she, a few yeah. times a day she gets a treat. Um, and Ella, every time she saw Lola getting a treat, was yowling. Like, where the fuck's my food, bitch? Right? And I was like, fuck. So I got into a habit of, for every, because the cat treats are teeny tiny. Um, like, Lola would get a little treat. Ella would get a little treat. And so over the course of the day, she gets like five teeny tiny little pieces. It's not a ton. Um, and that got her to stop meowing so fucking much, which was nice. And also, I learned, we thought Onyx didn't give a crap about treats. Like, she, in the middle of the day, no, as she's got more comfortable, she comes poking her nose out, too. Yep. Like, um, can I have some, please? Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I'm the fucking treat fairy, and I'm walking around, and I'm just imparting treats to everybody, and there is harmony. And also, they're excited to see me every time, because they assume I probably have food. Well, even when I don't. You know, it's funny, because now, um, it used to be Ella and... Lola mm -hmm. in the kitchen when I'd start fixing mm -hmm. dinner. Now Onyx shows up as well. And Onyx meows. And Onyx meows and she's like, hey, <laughs> I gotta <laughs> stop my shift in a little bit. <laughs> okay, you have not heard that joke. We were talking about her raspy meow and it is very raspy these days. And somebody was like, oh, like a third shift waiter at Denny's. And yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have been a third shift uh, server at <laughs> Waffle House, and I don't even smoke, and I had the raspy voice, so yeah. Um, yeah, so I always imagine when I hear her really raspy yell, I now have the vision in my head, like a cigarette hanging from her mouth, right. a cup of coffee in her hand, basically my grandma, <laughs> cup of coffee in her hand, like, what do you want? Where the fuck? Like, I can, yeah, that's oh, yeah. Onyx. We, we, that's Onyx we, the cat. We've we just embraced that... Uh, Persona of, of yes. Onyx, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, Lola is um doing great. Yeah. she's becoming more vocal. The mm -hmm. reason I said it at the top of this, you know, you might hear slurpy sounds. It's <laughs> gross, gross slurpy sounds. Um, is because it was keeping her busy with a treat, a Kong toy that dispenses treats as she chews on it. 
because otherwise she might just start howling in the background. Mm -hmm. um, and you, somebody could say, reasonably so, but why not just put her in another room? Well, then we are guaranteed that she will howl. Right. Because that's what she does now. <laughs> I can hear you in that room and there's a door closed and I can't get to you. So I will sing the song of my people so you know <laughs> that I am unhappy with you. <laughs> I should be with you. Oh, yes. <laughs> so everybody is doing great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of our other actual human children, they're great. Uh, the oldest has been getting driving lessons from both of us. Yeah. He now drives himself to school. We're in the car, obviously. Well, we're, we're with him, yeah. He gets to drive the car to school, and then and he and I swap, and, and from um, and I've only found like five new white hairs from it. So clearly I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. I'm not fine. Uh, every time I get used to, um, a route, that, a, a way that he drives, I then think about other places we have to let him get experience driving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So our main highway here in our town is called 200. Um, it is at certain parts of it, extremely busy and it is on par with what it was like to live in Tampa Bay, just less of it. So in Tampa Bay, the one side of the lanes would be like four or five lanes and then double that for the whole road. Whereas here in a, you know, where we live now, it's like three uh, and then just double that. So it's the same kind of traffic, just a little bit less. And I'm, I was driving on it the other day after the kids had a dentist appointment. They're first in a year and a half. Cause there's been a plague. Um, and uh, way behind on that. Um, and I'm driving down the road and I'm thinking, oh, my God, eventually I have to let this child drive on this road because he's got to know how to do it. And I was like, no, I don't have to. That's a JV job. I, I'm not the one to take this child out on this busy highway for the first time. He's, he's actually doing very well mm -hmm. with the driving. Mm -hmm. He um, is. Yeah, for the most part, he's doing very well. I'm struggling. <laughs> he's fine. The, the biggest problem I have with him sometimes is he is 15 going on 35. I know, I know, and, I know, Mom. And he, I know. And he knows everything. Pinch his little he, he knows there, there are times when I said, you know, you shouldn't have done that. And he will start, spout, start spouting out reasons why he He does that mostly and, and with you. Yeah, he, he definitely does. He does. And, and that's there. when I remind him that as his primary driving instructor, if he knows so much, he doesn't need me. And therefore, he is not getting his license at 16 because we're not signing off on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. that changes his attitude real quick. You know what has helped me with him, though? What? I've been very upfront. I am your anxious driver. If you can yeah. drive in a way that keeps me calm, you're doing okay. Mm -hmm. um, and now he's very much doing the, was that okay, mom? Are you, are you okay? Mm -hmm. You're not too anxious, are you, mom? And I'll go, I mean, I'll tell him, I'll be like, yeah. that was, that was too much or no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, so yeah, driving, driving lessons with the 15 year old. Yeah. It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it's, it's been going fairly well. He's been doing better, doing good. He's getting much better. Yeah. So, do we have anything else? I don't think we have anything else. I don't think so. Just mostly doing... Can't say too much. Got to save it for the Friday night hangout. Right. This is Friday, April 9th at 9.30 yeah. p.m. Eastern, uh, where we talk about everything and nothing, like we're an old Seinfeld show, but better. <laughs> <laughs> Less problematic. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I think, I think 
that's enough. I, I, I feel like I, des- I deserve a cookie or a gold star or a Diet Coke. For I had a girl. What? No, that's not <laughs> For weathering <laughs> the abrupt change in recording. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, yes, I'm basically begging you to get a figured out for Friday. <laughs> Sex this. Actually, um, I need you to make yourself available tonight. And that I've sounds already... way kinky. He didn't mean it in a kinky way, y'all. Are you sure about that? <laughs> hey, I convinced you because your mood was a little too tense. I was like, oh, we need a spanking session. I desperately need a spanking session. And then what happened there yesterday? There was a logging and spanking session. Oh, it was delightful. Yeah, it was. It was like, what, 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just steady, solid. Mm-hmm. It was, mm-hmm. oh, I was super relaxed after that. Yeah. Yeah. You were not as relaxed as I hoped you'd be, but. Better. Better. Better than I was. Better, better. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But no, I'll, I'll make myself available to you, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, for kink and non, non-kink. Um, but no, so, I've, I've already got some thoughts of what we can uh, Cool. Yeah. We also now have a backup if we mm-hmm. ever need it. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So, I think that's enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to start chasing kids in a little bit, Yeah, that's too. your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change shirts, take off the bra, yeah. and, like, get comfy. And okay. drink either coffee or Diet Coke or mm. something. Okay. We're going to go. Yep. Uh, thank you all for being here with us. Yep. Thanks for, for joining us. For watching, for listening, for however however you're here with us. Um, <laughs> we'll see what happens next week. <laughs> or Friday night. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but let's, we'll, shoot, let's shoot for Friday. That's our goal. Yep. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.